0: Welcome back to the Velvet Coyote Podcast, a podcast that helps you shift from thoughts and emotions that are blocking your movement toward the dream life, hindering access to your highest potential, and breaking the trust you have with yourself. My name is Hannah DeLong. I am a psycho spiritual coach who focuses on psychology, spirituality, and yogic thought to shift your perspective so you can actualize a life you daydream about, live a life you didn't settle for, and heal into your manifestations. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. We're going to be covering last week's Monday mind shift. I've been having some issues with Spotify. If you've been following along on Instagram, then you kind of know all about that. So fingers crossed this episode's this episode makes it to Spotify as well, not just Apple Podcasts because Spotify seems to be where I have the most of you guys. Um, So if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, that means that I have gotten it figured out. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, again, they haven't been giving me any strife. So let's get into last week's Monday's mind shift. So we were talking about ahimsa, the first yama, which is the first limb of the eight limbs of yoga. Ahimsa translates to non-violence in Sanskrit, and it is the practice of remaining (laughs) non-violent on your spiritual and yogic path. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about practicing non-violence at the most subtle level though, I want to put a microscope on how subtle and non obvious violence can be that we ourselves participate in each day, whether that is towards ourselves and even others. Okay, so prepare yourself to be a little shook and maybe a little triggered when you find out that you are actually more violent. Then you realize, and maybe you're the most violent to yourself than anyone else. Okay, so if I have not made one thing straight already, is that violence goes beyond physical harm that we associate with, okay? So ahimsa is the foundation of yoga and its philosophy and All of your achievements, success, and joys, if they are not rooted in ahimsa, nonviolence, they are built on an unsteady ground that, when tested, can easily crumble under pressure, insecurity, and lack of compassion and courage, okay? Having a strong foundation of self, purpose, and drive rooted in nonviolence means you have practiced many times to remain conscious of your intent when challenged intention when challenged in fear so i really need you to understand that fear is the root of violence fear generates projection and can be traced back to all acts of greed, insecurity, and control. I mean, just take a moment or after this podcast today and think of all the times after we kind of go through this whole explanation that you have committed an act of violence that isn't even related to physical violence and trace it back to acts of greed, insecurity, and control. And then Trace it even further back to what fear was generated within you. And I will always say that nine times out of 10, fear was the root of that initial violence. Okay. Violence can be disguised as words, actions, and even thoughts all coming from that root of fear. And we're going to break that down together. But the practice of ahimsa allows us to get in touch and become conscious of our fears and be able to transform them through acts of nonviolence and express them without hurting ourselves or others. Okay, this is known as compassion. Or grace and also developing your witness when you are the one that's observing what is causing you to do something. But first, we got to talk about how you're being so violent, and you don't even know it okay, to yourself. Guys, this is truly affecting the way you feel personally about yourself and what you can achieve and where you think you're able or allowed to go and even what you're capable of, okay? What I am about to express to you is how you are sending subliminal messages to your subconscious and limiting yourself from your best life and settling for less than what you actually are capable of and what you deserve, okay? Because of these subtle forms of violence that you are committing to yourself. And we're going to talk about 12, 12 ways you are committing subtle acts of violence probably every day that are hindering your movement forward and limiting your life experience, okay? So let's go through those. So number one, negative self-talk. You probably could have guessed it. Persistent self-criticism and negative inner dialogue can erode self-esteem and create a harmful mindset. Number two, perfectionism. Setting unrealistically high standards for oneself and feeling constant dissatisfaction when those standards are not met and can lead to stress and anxiety. Oh my gosh, just at me, Okay, this is literally something I struggle with the most. Number 3 is self-comparison, continuously comparing oneself to others particularly in unfavorable ways and can breed feelings of inadequacy and unworthiness. 4, avoidance of self-care, neglecting basic self-care needs such as sleep, nutrition, exercise and can undermine overall well-being. When I was at my lowest state in life, this was like the number one act of violence that I literally committed. Like literally neglect of nutrition and exercise i stayed in bed all day i just i didn't feel worthy enough to like be out of bed and this is such an act of violence because it is the one that is the most physically obvious and it just starts harming other parts of you physically um your health my health definitely deteriorated and two years later now that i'm out of that hole i am doing like reconstructive work and stuff, um, getting parts of myself back up from this act of violence. Okay. Number five, fear of failure, avoiding challenges or opportunities due to a feel of fear of failure can limit personal and professional growth. Number six, imposter syndrome, feeling like a fraud or downplaying one's achievements, even in the face of evidence of success, can undermine self-confidence. Okay, we are all, we are all guilty of number six. I know that for a fact. Yes. (laughs) Number seven, unhealthy relationships, Staying in toxic relationships or allowing boundaries to be violated contribute to feelings of powerlessness and self-neglect. I know several people and even myself who have committed this crime. Okay, this is a, again, major offense. (laughs) Number eight suppressing emotions. Ignoring or suppressing emotions rather than addressing and processing them can lead to emotional distress and long-term harm. A story of my life, literally since I was 13. This is something that I was not able to fix um, probably up until the last year of my life. It took lots of coaching, self-coaching, and Lots of my, you know, my spiritual journey to uncover that I was suppressing a lot of emotions that I was unwilling to meet. You probably hear my dog like chewing on a piece of wood in the back of my car. I apologize. (laughs) Number nine, excessive people pleasing. Prioritizing other needs over one's own to an extreme degree can result in neglecting personal well-being and fostering resentment. I have also, in some of my earlier podcasts, kind of talked about this, especially when I was an esthetician, a full-time esthetician. I just could not tell my clients no. I had this excessive need to people-please every client. I could not say no, which really actually hindered my relationship personally with some of my clients and with my relationship with the career that I was so passionate about. Um, number 10, self-isolation, withdrawing from social connections and support networks can contribute to feeling of feelings of loneliness and exasperate mental health and health challenges. Okay. Oh, what? I did not say that right. Exasperate mental health challenges. Yes. (laughs) Number 11 undermining success, downplaying achievements or attributing success to external factors rather than acknowledging personal capabilities can diminish self-worth. And number 12, unhealthy coping mechanisms, relying on destructive coping mechanisms such as substance abuse or excessive escapism can perpetuate a cycle of self-harm. And I know a lot of people struggle with number 12. Okay. But are you shook? Some of these we actually participate in every single day. And I know that at one point in my life, I participated in all 12 of these at one time. Not even going to lie to you. So. I'm going to give you seven ways because this is the purpose of this podcast is how do we practice ah ahimsa, which is the act of nonviolence. So those are 12 ways that we commit violence subtly on ourselves, which are very common and we don't really put too much thought about until we start having conversations like this one. But again, the point of this podcast is how to transition into the practice of Nonviolence. So I'm going to give you seven ways you can start practicing and transforming this behavior. If you can't tell, I'm trying to keep my 10 minute limit on my mini-sodes for the podcast. Um, And as most of you guys know, I just fail at that every single time. (laughs) So number one, you already know what I'm going to say. I say this in every podcast that I break down positive transformation practices is cultivate self-awareness. Pay attention to your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Recognize negative self-talk and patterns of self-sabotage. We're going to get into that a little bit deeper in a couple of these, but that is always going to be number one. The number one way to have any type of transformative, positive, transformative experience is to be able to have self-awareness, to be able to recognize and to be able to be, you know, tough on yourself in a positive way and in a way that's going to change you for the better and so that you can be honest. Number two is going to be practice self-compassion treat yourself with the same kindness and understanding that you would a friend. This is such a basic thing to say, but it is actually so profound. Acknowledge imperfections without harsh judgment. We will always express to others how we treat ourselves, okay? We will always express to others how we treat ourselves, Okay, love is the only thing that lies within the core of nonviolence and begins with the very amount of love that we have for ourselves. Having the ability to hold compassion, grace, and understanding for others will always begin with the capacity that you, yourself, have to hold for yourself and your experiences, your mistakes, challenges, and more. So, the more that you can practice self compassion, The less you will be violent to yourself, and also two for one here, you will be less violent subtly to others as well. Number three, challenge negative thoughts, challenge and reframe negative thoughts. Consider alternative, more balanced perspectives about yourself and your abilities. The most common limited belief I see with clients is narratives that they have adopted. The most early in their life. Okay, these beliefs have come from parents, friends, and those they had looked up to that placed an idea of who they are or should be so early on in life. And they moved through life and they were met with situations that called them to affirm these beliefs rather than challenge them to reframe them. It is important to know what is a truth for you personally, not a truth that was made for you from someone else or their experience as well as to be sure to not place a truth for you on someone else okay so we then this goes back to number 1 having our awareness part of the work that comes with ahimsa is the self study and uncovering of your authentic truths core values and beliefs Going back to that awareness so that you can live them out with courage and detachment from limiting beliefs and false truths that conjure in our mindset, leading us to negative thought patterns, okay? Gaining us the ability to move forward with confidence and conviction. We all know that I am so adamant about that in who we truly are, despite the little voice that tries to tell us otherwise. So then we move to number four, which is set realistic goals and then watch your thoughts. Establish achievable and realistic goals. Break larger tasks into smaller manageable steps to avoid feeling overwhelmed. And when we feel overwhelmed, and if you're like me and you begin to curse yourself out, why did I think I could do this? Or who am I to believe that I could accomplish all this? During these times, We need to go back to cultivating our awareness around our thoughts, okay? When we bit off more than we can chew and we're cursing ourselves out, remember that awareness is not a reaction, okay? It is only an observation. Instead of absorbing these thoughts as truths, setting realistic goals and holding compassion for only what you know yourself can handle will limit any violence you commit via your thoughts as well as the violence of overwhelming yourself, which then leads to burnout thoughts can deeply affect even the healthiest bodies by triggering a stress hormone okay weakening the immune system and leading to physical pain or sickness i have saw that i have seen this in myself personally going back to those two years that i've mentioned in other podcasts where i was just overwhelmed with my business i was stressed out i took on way too much and it deeply affected me and i no longer looked healthy Number five is celebrating your achievements. You would be so shocked that how many people don't do this. Like acknowledge and celebrate your success, no matter how small it is, okay? This will reinforce a positive mindset and boost your self-esteem. I don't care how small it is, how, you know, minute and just, it doesn't have any, it doesn't hold major purpose for you. It is a part of your journey. It is a step forward in the journey. It needs to be celebrated. Number six is establish healthy boundaries. This one should be a known brainer, but I know it's one that we we struggle with a lot here, but set clear and healthy boundaries in relationships. Learn to say no when necessary and prioritize your well-being. So that kind of goes back to even this setting realistic goals. And if someone asks you to do something, Really consider about how much you can handle and what you can promise them, but not overwhelming yourself with biting off more than you can chew and not being able to deliver and then building resentment for not only them, but also negative thoughts for yourself. Okay. Establish healthy boundaries and be honest about what you can do. Number seven, embrace imperfections. Accept that perfection is completely unattainable. We should know this by now. It's 2024. We know this. Embrace imperfections as part of being human and an opportunity for growth. When I first started doing my podcast, like I stuttered so much. I had to go into so much editing and even if I did stutter in a podcast, I would get so upset that I would just have to come back to recording the podcast like the next day and you guys have probably noticed my podcasts are getting a little bit better. Um, I'm developing more of a flow and it's only going to get better as I go on. And sometimes I will say things wrong and instead of editing it out, I kind of just laugh it off now with you guys. I'm just accepting that I'm going to say things wrong, I'm going to stutter here and there, and I'm just not going to spend 30 hours over editing a podcast to pretend like I am perfect um, and then stress myself out and not enjoy talking about the things that I love to talk about with you. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to embrace my imperfections and my sometimes silly way of saying things and just go with the flow and get better and enjoy the experience of creating a podcast with you. So I want to leave you with some final thoughts about fear and ahimsa. So when you are faced with fear and with your awareness... You catch your need to project and lash out and protect. Remember that fear, which is the root of violence, becomes a stimulus to actually develop courage. Fear becomes a stimulus to develop courage. It's a space to learn and to know that the unfamiliar can become an abundant place to expand and learn something and grow our sense of understanding and strength courage is not the absence of fear it is the ability to be afraid without being consumed or acting upon it unconsciously and without intention